This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. PJ, let's get into this week's slate, and maybe we can translate some of that knowledge that we have learned over the past, oh, 13 weeks into some winning bets. So let's do it. Week 14 in the NFL, kicking off the 1 p.m. slate, we have the Jets getting nine points against the Bills. And I think this line has been kind of waffling between nine, nine and a half, and 10, because there was a point yesterday where I saw this line was 10. So if it's 10, I feel like I'm all over the Jets. Yeah, it's back up to 10 now, and I'm with you. It's got to be just a pure numbers play at that point, the fact we're getting a key number. I was listening to a podcast this week, Chelsea, and they brought up a really interesting note. Teams, so divisional matchups, the team that was favored, that is favored in the second game by seven or more points, who lost the first game, covers the spread about 58% of the time, which anybody who knows anything about sports gambling, I mean, that's a huge number. If you're like high 50s, low 60s on a trend, that's a really key trend to take note of. So it is it is interesting that the Bills are favored by so many. Obviously, the Jets have beaten them earlier in the season with Zach Wilson. At nine, I think maybe the Bills are the play, nine and a half, and I think that's why it moved up to 10 was because I think a lot of betters were liking the Bills under the 10. But the fact that we have the key number, the Jets are such a good defensive team. They've already beaten Buffalo. The Bills have had a little bit of a tricky time recently blowing out people like we were accustomed to seeing last year and early on this season. For me, the Jets have got to be the play at plus 10. I don't know if I would even bet it right now. I think this line might even go to 10.5 possibly. Maybe it goes back down to 9.5 if you want to take the 10. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that, but I think you could even get a better number. I think this thing might even keep climbing to ten and a half. Yeah, I think I'd bet it now, just in case it goes back down to nine and a half, because I do like it at ten, especially uh for this Jets team, but I don't think that we're gonna see like the greatest game out of Mike White because you gotta remember some of the secondaries that he's been facing have not been good. Namely the Vikings. Like that's not a good secondary, one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. Who else did he play? The Bears. Uh, So I think maybe this is a spot where Mike White is a bit underwhelming, but still we're talking about 10 points here uh, for a Jets team that I think can at least keep it close for this Bills team that, like you said, has sometimes struggled to really put away opponents. Uh, We saw in that Detroit game uh, not covering that nine and a half point spread and uh, only winning that one by four points. So when we look at some big spreads for the Bills, They've had a tough time. Uh, If you look at a touchdown or more spreads over their last uh, four times doing that or in that situation, they've only covered once, and that was uh, against the Browns. So I think I am on the Jets here. Do you like a total here, or is there anything else you like in uh, Jets-Bills? Nothing else that I like. Yeah, the total 43, don't think I want to play that. I think just the side playing the plus 10 is probably the way to go. When I look at taking sides, I kind of look at how it would correlate with the total, and I, I could see it going either way. You know, if the Bills cover this minus 10, it could be like a 34 to 17 type game, or even if the Bills cover the minus 10, it could be like a 28 to 7 kind of game. So it could really go either way. Or if you like the Jets to keep it close, that they could keep it close maybe in a higher scoring game or a lower scoring game. Nothing for me in the total, but... I'm with you. I think the plus 10 with the Jets probably the way to go. Yeah, and I'm wondering what we see from Garrett Wilson because this guy has been an absolute uh, beast 
for the Jets. But like I said, you've got to consider the matchup. The past two matchups have been very good for opposing receivers going against the Vikings, going against the Bears. The Bills actually do have a pretty good secondary. So maybe we don't see Garrett Wilson explode for 162 yards like we did last week. But I think his receiving prop is like 50 or 60. So I think maybe he is a guy that can still get getting open just enough to hit that number because he's gone over 92 yards in four of his last five. So maybe somebody to look out for when it comes to the props market. Next up, let's go to Cincinnati where we've got an AFC North clash between the Browns and the Bengals. The key stat here is Joe Burrow has never beaten the Browns, which is kind of shocking. Because if you go down the list, he's beaten all these amazing teams. He has, uh, what, three or four straight wins against the Chiefs. Of course, they played a Super Bowl last year. And so we see a big number here. This one actually has come down from six. It's now Bengals minus five and a half. And before we get to the actual game, PJ, we have to hear this audio from this Browns fan, or Bengals fan, I should say, that got her wisdom teeth pulled. You might have seen this on social media. went a bit viral. Uh, but she had some pretty good analysis when it came to Joe Burrow. All I want is the Browns. Joe Burrow's never beaten the Browns, and they're historically the worst franchise in NFL history. I mean, my god dang hero can't beat the Browns, Mom. <gasps> oh, my God. PJ, have you seen this full video? It's very I funny. have. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. And it's tough not to back, uh, back the Bengals after that video. It definitely makes you want to. But I like the Browns. She doesn't sound like she's taking the Bengals. She sounds like she wouldn't take the Bengals. That's true. That's true. Uh, so I, I guess I'll ride with her then. I, I love the Browns plus five and a half. She said it well. Joe Burrow, he can't beat the goddamn Browns for whatever reason. They have their number. Uh, this is another divisional matchup where a team – Lost the first time around. They're big favorites again this week. I just worry about Cincinnati off that Chiefs loss. I mean, that is such a big win for them. This just kind of feels like a letdown spot. They have Brady and the Bucks next week. Cleveland, they run the ball really well against Cincinnati. Watson did not look good last week. Was working off some rust. Hadn't played in almost two years. So you can imagine why there was some rust. But the crazy thing about this game is how much trouble the Browns' defense tends to give Burrow. He's thrown an uh, interception in three of the four games that he's played against Cleveland. I like the Browns quite a bit, plus five and a half. Five and a half tends to be a really good underdog number. Not only do they tend to cover spreads, but they tend to win outright when you see numbers like this. So I don't know if the Browns can win the game outright, but I do think it's like a field goal game, three-point game, four-point game. I really like the Browns this week, plus five and a half. Yeah, across the board, usually divisional games, I tend to lean towards lower scoring games and also the underdog performing pretty well. And we see this in several games this week where I think the divisional underdog will be barking. I think that's the case here uh, with the Browns, especially getting five and a half. And especially, we talk about not overreacting week to week from what we see uh, one week in the NFL. Looking at the Browns offense and what we saw from Deshaun Watson, he did not look good in his first game for Cleveland. But again, it was his first game in 700 days. Wouldn't we expect yeah. a little more from Deshaun Watson in his second start in the NFL in a long time? So I think this is a good spot for the Browns, a buy-low situation after we saw uh, some real struggles from this Cleveland team uh, from the gate 
from Deshaun Watson uh, making his return to the NFL as I roll my eyes. So I'm with you on the Browns there. Let's go to Houston and Dallas. The Texans are getting 17 points in this one. And the total is 44. So I think this is squarely um, a question of, is it too many points for the worst team in the NFL? Going back and forth on this one, the more that I think about it, especially with Davis Mills now starting for Houston, and I think this line's a little bit inflated because of that 33 uh, point fourth quarter that Dallas had against Indianapolis. That was a 21-19 game going into the fourth quarter. Indy was hanging around. I think at this point, especially now that it's up to 17, 17 and a half, I think you have to take the Texans. This game could be very similar to when we saw the Texans play the Dolphins. They were down 30 to nothing going into the fourth quarter. The final score ends up being 30 to 15. So you always got to worry about a backdoor cover when you're laying a number like this. I think if you want to take Dallas, you're better off just doing the 10 and a half in the first half, which is still a big number. I just, I'm, I'm too worried about a backdoor cover with a 17 and a half. Houston could be trailing 31 nothing in this game and they could still only be two scores away from covering the number. So it's just, it's such a big number. I think with Mills back and the number being maybe a touch inflated because of how that Indianapolis game ended with Dallas, I think Houston's probably the right side plus 17 and a half. Right. And if you remember that Cowboys game, it wasn't a blowout until the fourth quarter. So maybe that's the case here, but I'm not reading too much into that and seeing that final score sticker shock of 54 to 19. Good God. Uh, So there will be plenty of people on the Cowboys this week uh, for that reason alone, but especially with Davis Mills back and especially uh, there was a time in the season where the Cowboys run defense wasn't that great. Damian Pierce has actually been pretty solid at the running back position for the Texans. So maybe they can scrape together some offense and actually cover this number. And here's a funny one. Uh, Detroit and Minnesota, where we've got the Lions, I believe, getting two points. Maybe it's one and a half. One and a half points. One and a half. Uh, Yep. Yeah. In the game where the people who don't follow like metrics are going to be shocked. I mean, this is one of those, like, this is, I think it's the most talked about game of the week. You have 10-2 and Minnesota, who's underdogs against the five-win Detroit Lions. You know, Chelsea, the spread is telling you the Lions are the right play. I mean, it's just what it is. The fact that they're favored, they're daring you to take Minnesota with the plus money. I just get nervous trusting teams like Detroit when the spreads are stinky like this. Do you remember when Jacksonville was minus three against the Giants? That made no sense. Giants won that game outright. Last week, Washington was favored by two and a half against the Giants. Washington was favored earlier in the year against your Titans. That Those lines really didn't make sense. Like, Teams like that of that ilk that aren't like traditional winning football teams – I have a tough time trusting in spots like this. And if you're Minnesota and you're in that locker room, I mean, how do you feel being underdogs in this game, right? Like they had a spread similar to this when Dallas was favored against Minnesota, where that line was a little stinky and people weren't respecting And they got the blown out. And they got blown out. But Dallas, the difference is Dallas is just such a – they're just really, really good. I don't know if Detroit can get to that gear. Uh, it's it's tough. It would probably be Lions or Pass for me, but I get nervous de- taking Detroit in this matchup. Yeah, I think the time to take Detroit is when they're getting points. There are certain teams in the NFL that you want to back when they're getting points, but not necessarily when they're favorites. And I think for me, that's exactly. the case. 
with the Steelers. The Steelers laying two against the Ravens. So, PJ, uh, I feel like we'll be on the same side in this one. It's actually one of my pick six plays. So we'll get to that a bit later on the show. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.